0: In this idea of built to last for this message series, we started out talking about how any good structure, any good building, uh, you know, anything that's constructed, in order for it to really be solid, in order for it to be stable, and in order for it to last or endure over time, it first has to be established on a solid foundation, right? I mean, you can have the most beautiful building, the prettiest landscaping outside. The, the, the most beautiful paint and decorations, but if you've got a foundation that's fragile, that's decaying, that's cracked and fractured underneath, then it's only a matter of time before the outside, the shell of what you're seeing, the external of what you're seeing, begins to collapse and fall apart. The foundation has to be solid and as we build our lives, we understand from what Jesus has told us that what that foundation for us is, is what we, what he calls the rock he's referring to metaphorically as him. He is the rock. Jesus is the foundation that we build our lives upon. And we do that by receiving Jesus as our Lord and Savior and then saying, God, now that you're my my Savior, right, because he saved us for eternity, you're also my Lord which means now you're like the master builder. Right? When you get on a, a construction site or a job, you're doing what the master builder, if you will, has, has deemed as appropriate for the plans and the way to go about constructing that building. Well, in our lives, Jesus is that master craftsman. So as we've started on the foundation and we say we're going to build the way you've, you've told us to build in your word, we begin to build our lives with the principles that he's given us in the word of God with integrity, with honesty, with with hard work, all those kinds of things that the Bible teaches us are profitable and helpful as we move along. Now what we're gonna get into today is how we endure, right? How a life that's being built for God is one that endures all through the test of time, meaning the amount of days that we're given to live here on this earth. Because I don't know about you, but I find it incredible that Paul, he's sitting here saying these things, fought the good fight, finished the race, have kept the faith. He's at the end of his life, but yet spiritually speaking, he is as strong as he's ever been. From a kingdom impact standpoint, the the good that his life is producing, the fruit that's happening from his life is as fertile and abundant as it's ever been at any point that he's walked on this earth. So while he's advanced in years physically, spiritually speaking he is Strong and he is endured and he is moving into eternity and looking and saying being able to say I have finished This thing strong and I want to be able to say that too Right? I want to be able to say at the end Lord. I fought the good fight I finished the race and I have kept the faith and I assume that all of us who love Jesus would want to say that same thing right now you got to think about this for a second Paul he's no stranger to trials right he's no stranger to tribulation in fact he's not a stranger to somebody that has a really bad past that's something that can hang people up you know they get to they they love jesus they know they're forgiven but sometimes the enemy just wants to keep reminding them of their past you know the past that jesus just forgave them of right but but paul he's no stranger to a horrible past i mean he killed christians He persecuted him so he's as bad if we're ranking this by you know just our kind of how we do human nature is to sort of compare or whatever he's as bad as anybody's been with what he's done so he's no stranger to trials and difficulties no stranger to a bad past yet along the way he never compromised he never settled on his convictions he never lost his hope he never lost his joy he actually got stronger In the faith, he produced more fruit, and at the very end, I would just suggest to you, he was making as much of an impact for the kingdom of God as he ever had at any point in his years before that. And I want my life to endure and be a reflection similarly to what Paul's life was, where the greatest things that are happening out of what God is using me to do are happening in an increasing manner all through the days that I'm living on this earth. Anybody else with me today? Right now, think about this for just a second. I just talked to you in the offering part about how God's economy is kind. It kind of defies the principles of, of the world's economy, right? Talk to you a little bit about that. Now, when it comes to growing in our spirit, man, it's it's kind of similar in the sense that it defies some of the things that we see from a world standpoint. Meaning this, as you get older, you and I, as we age, okay, we've established that grandpa and grandma are doing that right now. As you get older and you age, sorry, yeah, I know it's supposed to be your birthday and now all of a sudden I'm taking cheap shots, but whatever helps with the message, you know. So, so uh, as you're getting older, you can't help but, because this is just the design, your physical man will deteriorate. I mean, your body starts to break down over time, right? I mean, we know that. When you get to be 80, in 90 years, people are really shaking their heads on that, you know? Um, and when you get to be 80, 90, 100 years old, you start advancing in years, you can't do the same things physically that you were able to do when you were 30 years old now it's very important that a lot of, lot of ruckus back there okay there's a lot of agreements yeah i'm getting a lot of momentum here now on this uh it, it as you start to uh what was i saying <laughs> you guys are messing me up man get back to my notes here for a second okay So the physical man, it it does, it gets weaker, it gets more frail. And as we approach the end of our days, our our physical body, our flesh is not what it used to be in our youth. Now, I remember one time Katie and I, we were at the gym over at the Y and it was, it was crazy. This guy that was there, he must, I think they said he was like 93 or something years old. And, and thank God, I mean, I, we got to take care of our bodies all the way through our life. I'm, you get, I mean, we know that that's important this guy was 90 something years old and he's walking like this and he's heading over to this uh you know one of those machines the big machines with all the bands and everything on it and katie and i were like watching this guy like somebody needs to make sure this guy's gonna be okay you know like we kind of started getting closer didn't want to grab him and stop you know but we just wanted to make sure he's going to be all right. And then a couple people walked over. They're like, it's okay. He's good. He's been here for years. He does this all the time. He's fine. We're like, really? What's he going to do? So he gets up to the, to the pull-up bars, you know, with the handles and he takes his towel, he throws his towel over the, the handle. He grabs on with his other hand and he knocks out like 10 or 12 pull-ups. Just pew, 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 pew. And we're just like, holy cow. Right. It was amazing. So As we get older, we got to take care of our bodies. We want to do everything we can to be strong physically, to be healthy. But we can't change the fact that our bodies are getting older and, and they're a finite thing, so that means that they're not going to last forever. But here's the point, guys. The spirit man defies that principle. Your spirit man is the eternal part of you. Therefore, the eternal part of you doesn't get more frail, doesn't get more fragile, doesn't get weaker in time. It's created to get stronger and produce more fruit and to be more and more like the image of Christ as we age. Are you with me? So when you think about how Paul is, is, is checking out at the end, like this what we're saying what he's saying is is not hey i'm physically the specimen he's saying spiritually i'm as strong as i've ever been i'm where i want to be i've accomplished everything that i feel god's put me on this earth to accomplish and i am as strong in the faith as i've ever been any day that i've walked this earth so your spirit man that eternal part of you is designed to build and increase and grow in strength and in faith and in all the things that we're producing in our lives all the way until the day, praise God, that we get to go to be with Jesus in eternity. All right, so that's an important point that we've got to grab onto. The spirit man does not get wore out and need a break. You know, the physical man, you could go out and work real hard for the for eight or 10 hours today in the heat. A lot of guys here are doing that, right? Ferd, I know he does it every day. And and he got mouthy with Kim because he was crabby when he got home, and she popped him in the side of the face. And he's all swollen up right now. You can see he's got ice on his eye. You know? You knew it was coming, man. So (laughs) just when, you didn't know, but you knew it was coming. So the point is he's working all day physically. He's wearing himself out. He gets crabby. He comes home. I'm just kidding. He's never crabby. I've never seen Ferd in a bad mood. But he comes home. He's wore out physically. His body, his physical man needs a break. And we're all that way. But your spirit man, it's eternal. It's it's that God part of you, you know? And it doesn't need a break, guys. It doesn't need to go sit down and be, uh, you know, like, take a breather and all this other stuff. I mean, we stay refreshed in our spirit, man, as we spend time with God. But the point is, is the spirit, man, is increasing and, and building in our faith all the time as we're walking on this earth with Jesus. That's why the apostles, they, they, some of the disciples, they said, Jesus, you know, increase our faith because our spirit man is always meant to be increased and strengthened more and more at every stage of our journey in our walk now open your Bibles up again to 1st Timothy chapter 4 boy Timothy got the goods didn't he I mean he got some of the best stuff thank God we get to see this I mean he got the he got some real jewels here we just read from from 2nd Timothy about Paul saying I fought the fight fought the good fight kept the faith ran the race. Now we're going to read in 1 Timothy chapter 4, also chapter 4. Interesting. Verse 6. Also cha- verse 6. That's interesting. Wow. I'm just noticing that. Sorry, those things kind of make me excited. So 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 6. He says, if you instruct the brethren in these things, then you'll be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed, but reject profane and old wives' fables. Here we go. And exercise yourself toward godliness. Exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things. All things. Having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come so think about this for a second he's saying exercise yourself toward godliness now how many people have ever watched those like videos or stuff of the navy seals training and doing those intense things that they do for like you know buds camp and all that i mean they hold them underwater until they pass out and just crazy type of training and preparation and they do that all the time in the military especially the special forces guys why do they do that guys why do they train like that? Because some people, they look at that's just crazy. That's just too much. Why do they train that way? Because they know and they understand that in, in the field of battle, in combat, when the moment arises where they have to be able to perform at that level, they must be ready or they will die. It's The way that it is if they don't train to the edge of their limits to the the furthest point of what the physical man is capable for there may be a situation in combat that requires that response and it's not that they have much time to think about it they need to already be at that level and be prepared at that place so that they can respond in the field of battle and survive and win the victory now think about this for just a second Paul says, exercise yourself towards godliness. The word exercise is the same meaning as we know it to be whenever we think about exercise, when we think about training. That's what it means, to train yourself in a rigorous and an intense way. But what he's saying, he's saying train yourself towards godliness. Toward godliness. Godliness being all things pertaining to God the character of God and the things that he's promised us in the life that he has for us and we must always be exercising ourselves toward godliness so that when the moment occurs and it will every day there will be things required of you in that day that require a response of faith So as we exercise ourselves toward godliness, we are prepared always in the moment when the times arise for the response, for the measure of faith that the situation is demanding from us. Are you with me? So he's saying, look, Bodily exercise, it's important, it helps, it profits. You need to take care of your tent, your 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 physical body. But he's saying godly exercise yourself towards godliness because guys, godliness is profitable for what? All things. All things. Listen, there's nothing that you can go through in your life. There's no career situation, there's no relationship situation, there's no emotional thing, there's no temptation, there's no challenge. There's nothing that you can go through in your life that a response from the heart of God won't be able to provide the victory in that situation for and so what he's saying is he's saying this godliness meaning an, a response from the inner man that's in line and consistent with the way God would have you respond so he's saying that any moment at any time when things happen day to day as you live this life out be prepared to respond, not from the physical man, but from the spiritual man, from a place of faith and from a place of your identity in Christ and the promises that He's died for you to have. And you will consistently increase and grow and expand in the influence and the impact and the blessing that you're able to produce in your life. I love this. It's like, okay, I get it. These guys train hard all the time physically right but we're to exercise ourselves towards godliness meaning training spiritually so what does that look like well i mean what does it look like it's really not that complicated in my opinion spiritual exercise when we think about it that way that's kind of a figurative thing okay but it just basically means to be engaged in the in the relationship that you have with your heavenly father it means to be engaged in the process of spending time with god in a way that's strengthening your spirit man The Bible says that faith comes by hearing right and hearing by the word of God so as we spend time with God as we read his word as we pray as we worship as we fellowship together with other members of the body these are kind of all forms of let's just call it spiritual exercise And I don't know about you, but if you wanted to go get a good workout in and you wanted to really train your physical body right, you would have to find a good gym to go to, wouldn't you? That had a lot of equipment or the right stuff, or maybe you'd go, you know, you'd you'd get dressed and you'd find a place where you could run. The point is, is that you'd have to find a place to go where you could complete that exercise. Spiritual exercise, there's no limitations on when and where you do this. There's no, oh, I can't really spend time with God until I get to this point. Can I tell you something? I love driving in my car whenever I get to go places by myself because it's like intimate time with God. I mean, it's just conversation and just, you know, just praising him and just loving Jesus, man. And it's just like what we experienced this morning in a similar way. I feel the same things. I wake up in the morning, just start, you know, praying or spend the time reading the word of God. I mean, I know there's times where we kind of get alone and we can really get, you know, intimate with God. But this isn't something that only happens in certain times and in certain places of our lives. And so he's saying exercise yourself toward godliness, meaning have your mind on Christ. Have your mind on things of above all the time. And as you do... You will produce this outward response to the things in your life day to day that's consistent with godliness. When we think about our purpose and our plan and our destiny, many times, if you're like me, the way you would like this thing to go is for God to email you a PDF file that's got a blueprint and say, here's what it is, mapped out every day for the rest of your life, this is what you're going to do. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. I can follow instructions, right? But it doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. We have a purpose, we have a plan, we have a destiny. There are specific things that go along with that. But listen, following the destiny, walking out the purpose, it's not so much like reading a blueprint and following instructions as much as it is, oh. Oh, as much as it is like exercising yourself toward godliness every day, and then there's just an overflow in your life that's a response consistent with God and who he is that leads you down the path of your purpose and destiny. Did anybody get that? I don't, I, oh, it's like, I don't need a blueprint. I just need God. I just need to be exercising myself toward godliness every day. And I'm just going to be walking this journey out in line with that purpose and destiny as i move along and yes he'll give you glimpses and visions and things along the way but by and large that's not what he's concerned with the most he's concerned with you exercising yourself toward the things that are going to strengthen your inner man so that you can fulfill the calling of god that's on your life if you knew it all but you weren't strengthened on the inner man it would it would avail you nothing nothing you've got to be prepared and built up and strengthen for those things that God has called you to do. right? It just only makes sense. We want to change the world. We want to impact the world. We've got to be prepared. We've got to build ourselves up and strengthen ourselves to be able to walk that thing out the way God has called us to. <sighs> Any investment with God yields a return in our spirit, man. Any time we make an investment. With God, it yields a response, a result in our spiritual man. Now, what's interesting is, you know, Paul, he said in the scriptures, he's saying, for the life that is and the life that is to come. Now, the life that is to come, we understand, is the eternal part after this world is over for us. So we know that that part, that eternal life, we get by what by grace by the grace of God on our lives there's nothing we've done to earn that well he says in the same sentence he says the life that is and the life that is to come so we understand that the life that is meaning this day now tomorrow and the days ahead for us is no different than the life that is to come in the sense that there's nothing that we can do to walk this thing out properly on our own it requires the same grace from god to empower us to walk the journey out along the way just as we receive that grace so that we get to be in eternity with him paul said in first corinthians 15 he says it's by the grace of god that i am what I am right I'm saved by the grace of God my identity in Christ it's free It's His grace but he also said I labor more abundantly than you all but not I but the grace of God in me laboring meaning to exercise and work yourself toward are you getting it so we say okay I want to get up I want to exercise myself towards godliness I better be ready I better get myself in order I better put a schedule together I better do these things listen I'm not saying don't do that. I'm just saying it's the grace of God that empowers you to do it. It, It's it's the grace of God that strengthens you and energizes you and opens your eyes to spiritual things. It's nothing that you physical man can do. So what do we We say we, we aim ourselves towards God We look towards Him. We we move towards His direction. We have our mind on Christ. And as we're doing that and exercising ourselves toward godliness, that empowering grace, the same grace that saves you is the same grace that enables you to walk out your destiny and your purpose in this life. Amen. Listen to this. He says here in Hebrews chapter 12, Therefore, We also, since we are surrounded by a cloud of great witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Don't you love how he puts that in there? Run the race as if to win, looking unto Jesus. Anybody ever ran in a race where you're competing and you, you, you want to win? I, I'm assuming everybody wants to win. Yeah. What, what happens when you when you know the finish line is in sight? The prize is ahead. The rest of the field of competition is either a little in front of you or behind you or whatever. In my case, it's Katie behind me. Okay, So you're running the race. I look over my shoulder I see her coming I know I want to win what does it do I I run faster I just run faster what he's saying he's saying run the race that's set before you looking unto Jesus as we run this race in life guys our eyes are meant to be aimed towards heaven looking unto Jesus how great he is how amazing he is the things that he's created us for and ultimately The life that's beyond this world right when you study that word looking unto Jesus it actually means to turn your eyes away from something and toward something else whoa turn your eyes away from the cares and the things and the worries of this world they will only bog you down turn your eyes toward Jesus and see the prize that is yet to come in eternity and it will produce a hope and a joy that nothing of this world can rob from you that's why the bible says death you've lost your sting there's no sense that we will be dead spiritually after we leave this earth because of what jesus has done for us And that produces in us this hope and this joy that's even beyond this world that we live for, that we live toward. And it allows us to endure, to get stronger, and to grow in everything that God is calling us to do. Hallelujah. Amen. When we visualize the prize, it drives us faster. You know what else? When... God created us all with these gifts and these passions right and these abilities that are unique to us and when we walk in those gifts in those passions don't we live with more energy and doesn't it just put you on fire when the things that you know you're good at that you love that God put in you when you're walking in those when you're using them for God's glory it's like it, it just builds this fire in you that can't be quenched. It can't be put out. That's why people say all the time, if you're going to do something in your life, do something that you love to do because you'll never work another day in your life, right? And so as we find our strength zones, guys, all, we all have them as we find them. And, we, and most of us pretty much have an idea anyway of what they are, And we walk in them and we move in them there's a passion and a fire and an energy that's produced that just allows us to keep going stronger and stronger all through time when you're doing something you love you're not looking forward to checking out and getting away from it you're looking forward to getting stronger in it and continuing to do more of it as you move on and so that's what he's saying here he's saying that there's passions and there's gifts that we each have that we must be moving in and walking in I'll tell you what I'm just gonna wrap it up there but we I don't know about you but I wanna I wanna go to heaven the way Paul did. I really do I wanna know at the end of my days that I could say I fought the good fight I've finish the race, I've kept the faith. And a vision that God has for our lives as we're walking in that, exercising ourselves towards godliness, it's only gonna grow us stronger and stronger and stronger along the way. You don't have to worry about burning out about fizzling out if you're walking in the things that god has planned for you you're never going to lack anything in a moment at any given time along the way in your journey everything you need he's put in you and you will have sufficiency for in the moments and times that it's required for you and i know this we have a big vision as a church a big vision of what god is calling us to do and and i feel this nation that this movement of really being game changers and the church being relevant and influencing our communities at all levels of society it is a massive vision and it's not even about just our community it's about a movement that will spread to communities all over our land that will create that kind of awakening that our nation needs to come back to god i believe And it is a massive vision that requires us as a people to live with endurance because it's not tomorrow. It's through what he's called us to do in the days and the months and the years ahead. And I don't know about you, but anything smaller, I don't know if it would even motivate me enough, right? I mean, his vision is huge. And I see signs and evidence already now, just early in, that God is beginning to do these things through us. That God is beginning to accomplish some of the beginning stages of this thing through us as a church in our community right now where we're at. And it does. It just makes me more alive and more excited and more energized for what's ahead. right? And so as we all walk in those purposes and destiny, God's called us to part. He's called us all to play. Just know. There is an ever-increasing strength and faith and energy for everything that's ahead for us. We're all at different places in our lives, but all of us, even though physically are in different places, spiritually speaking, should be on the increase and in the upward movement of the strength and everything that God is producing through us. Are you with me? Stand to your feet today with me. You know, I believe timing is, is is everything in situations. I mean, in the depression, people figured out ways to make vehicles cheaper. I mean, there were things that happened in different times when the timing was what it was and the stage was set for things to be able to occur. And for whatever reason, our nation is in a bad place right now. Don't think anybody would disagree with me on that. But I just believe that the timing couldn't be better for what God is calling us to. We have this vision of starting a movement in our community where the church is the most influential organization and the most transformational organization at the center in the heart of all the people that live there. And to see that spread into other communities and across our nation. The timing couldn't be better for this. We have a legitimate shot to do this. To see the world change before our eyes in the months and the years ahead. To where our nation comes back to God. To where the United States is a nation seeking the heart of God before anything else and any other matter at hand. And how that happens is collectively all of us saying I have a part to play I have a purpose and I have a destiny and I am meant to increase in strength and in faith each and every step of the way and I'm gonna get up every day and I'm gonna lift my eyes to heaven and I'm gonna exercise myself toward godliness I'm gonna keep my sight set on things from above and I'm going to know that the grace of God is going to empower me to do every, everything that it is that I'm called to do. There's no response. There's no challenge. There's no trial. There's nothing coming my way that God won't have me prepared for in the moment, in the time that it happens. And I will walk through it in victory because God already won the battle. Amen. I hope to be able to say I hope you be able, you, you want to be able to say that your greatest contributions your greatest investments in the generations that are to come and the future of what God has for our nation that you will see happening not now and in, in if you're young in the prime of your life but in the in the later of days as you've increased and strengthened yourself all along the way I hope my contributions And my investment is the greatest that it ever is at the end of my life right before I check out and go to be with Jesus. Amen.